0: Elspeth here with Peter Berners-Lee. And I did say we'd follow up that Zoom we had the other night on what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Well, before we dive into the more or less unknown, maybe, I'd like to know a little more about you, Peter. Now, you show yourself as a natural at creating helpful formats, for Zoom programmes, choosing and putting in such visuals of people singing hymns and Christian songs. Is handling the media part of your training and the job you've kind of had? Um, indirectly. I started off in the BBC
1: but quickly got jobs in IT and strategy. Um, I've done a little bit of work with uh, with CAFE and I have a heart for music. I, I've liked to um, produce songs and things like that. Mm. So I, I, Do you play an instrument? Yes, I play guitar. Not brilliantly, but I do. Ah, oh, lovely. Right.
0: Uh, I don't think we have to say thank you to you for adverts on the telly, do you? We don't do adverts. No, no. No. <laughs> They've become more and more nowadays, haven't you? ever you noticed? <gasps> well, Two seconds long, three seconds long is terrible, I think. I quite like
1: an advert because the people who do adverts have thought long and hard about their market. And so they tell you things about society. So the BBC once did a documentary called um, something like uh, Whiter Than White or something like that, which was a washing powder slogan at the time. And it showed how carefully they thought about getting into the minds of the people who were buying the products. So I treat adverts with a lot of respect and interest, much to the annoyance of
0: my family. (laughs) Now, I know you've lived in St Albans for some time, Peter. Have you got a kind of map in your head of the sorts of Christian churches there are. I mean there might be quite a few Church of England churches, a lot have very different emphases uh, from what people call high church and what is even Church of England churches who allow the happy clappy bit to come in, yes. So um, yes, you kind of through your work with the Christians, you know more or less what churches are like. I don't know enough, and some of
1: my favourite churches are not here. Uh, oh. The Copts, though, are up the road in Stevenage. We had some wonderful Copts from uh, Perivale, where we used to live. Right. Um, and uh, Orthodox are a little way away. Um, Lutherans, there's a small Lutheran presence, presence, but we've got a lot of different churches. It's great. It's a lot of life, a lot of variety.
0: Mm. Now this is a question that was um, put to us all on a zoom a few weeks ago. What is the Spirit saying to the churches? Mm -hmm. Now it's not as simple as it looks. Firstly, how does the Holy Spirit converse with our churches? Does it rest in the feeling that people have or does there have to be a consensus of opinion? We're all made very differently. Some might have visions some might only go as far as the rules of any of their particular church. So if we're saying, what is the Spirit saying? You have to kind of go through a sort of different tunnel for each one. Yeah, It's a really good question. How do we know that it's God speaking?
1: How does God speak to us? Mm. And there are so many different answers. Uh, it's true Um The people in the hierarchical church, like the Roman Catholic Church, fervently believe that God anoints the leadership. And so they are expecting God to speak through the leadership. It's not just Catholics. I think many people, uh, I think a Pentecostal would expect their minister to have an anointing Mm -hmm. and to have prayed. So there is a, a hierarchical, almost sacramental side to God speaking very strong in the Catholic Church but there is also a charismatic side that God will speak to anybody and speak through the grassroots so if we mm-hmm. want to hear what God is saying we have to be open to all of this and and that's exciting and not only does God speak through people and what they say but he speaks through actions so if you think of the Bible which we think of as the word of God there God is speaking through events that happened in history tales that people told mystical sayings proverbs which might have been collected from all over the place all sorts of things and people writing down the very words of jesus who is god incarnate so there's all these ways that god speaks to us uh but the, the the main point we have to grasp is that ours is a god who speaks he is speaking
0: the question is are we listening very good point too and i often also think that if you say god says this it's a bit dangerous because if someone stands up and said, I disagree, you know, <laughs> <laughs> does it ha- perhaps have to have be a lot of people feeling the same thing or just the spirit coming down and them saying, yes, I don't know. Well,
1: uh, there have been times when some prayer groups have lacked confidence and had a lot of criticism. And so people have tended to say. I think the Lord is saying this but he might not be saying this right. and I am only a little weed and all the rest of it. right? <laughs> oh so I think when somebody says, I think the Lord is saying this, mm. I think we have to take it as read. The whole humble thing, I am only a servant, I'm not infallible, I may have this wrong, I'm mm. offering mm. this up for the group to discern. Mm. But what is remarkable and was remarkable about the Churches Together the forum we had recently is how people from very different traditions uh, are hearing the same
0: thing coming from the Lord. Indeed. Now, of course, the, uh, the difficulty of the parties at Downing Street issue has kind of um, cooled down now. Mm. Who was astute enough to let it go for months? I don't know. And currently, a few weeks ago, um, we don't know the outcome yet. We've got to international warfare. Now, ooh, can you sort of think, what does the spirit say about that? This is a subject which requires deep
1: discernment. Uh, we remember that in Revelations, uh, the word says that there will be wars and rumours of wars. That's true. And keep your head on, basically. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Uh, and we need to we need to bear this in mind. Yes. Uh, but also we need to take seriously some of the prophecies that have come through from de- very different places, uh, which. Uh, suggest that we are going to go through some very hard and challenging times mm-hmm. and but also talk of uh, God's intervention and God's help so there's that going on as well and this is coming from very different sorts of sources and that's one of the things which makes it uh, makes it exciting yes so, all
0: saying the same thing from God and yes through God yes. but
1: also if we read the book which is always the most important way of of discerning what God is saying. If you read through the book, there are patterns where things go pretty bad, even go into captivity, Mm. and then the Lord steps in and helps. God loves to save his people. Jesus' name means Saviour. But he does like us to cry out. Now, this is the hardest thing for me. I love this country. I love our way of life. I love the people. But I know that we need to turn to God. And the question, the the, the sort of conversation I have with the Lord is, how can this country turn to God without having a challenging time? And I fear that this is a challenging Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And we will know our need for God. It's never good that these wars come. It's a terrible thing. Mm. But through it, even this, God can bring good. Mm. if he makes us understand what is it that makes Western democracy good, apart from it being democracy, what is it at, at the heart all the countries, which has traditionally been, historically been nice countries to live in, have had at their root some kind of Christian formation. Mm. And I believe that is the way to tolerance and life and, and love.
0: Mm. There was a meeting of Christians together um, the other evening on Zoom and all sorts of ideas came up one was are the churches now doing more maintenance than mission <laughs> I thought that was interesting are we doing maintenance or I think with all this terrible things going to come upon us we'll be doing mission not sure what do you Absolutely.
1: think? Absolutely, I, I think that was right on the button. Simon Carver had mentioned this to me in an email. Right. And he's, uh, was it Simon Carver? No, it was um, uh, John Hardaker. And what he is saying is uh, he's highlighting something which many Christians in many traditions are all saying if you look at any graph of the church, whether it's finance or people in the pews or people coming up from ministry, for most traditions, the mainstream traditions, that graph is going down at an alarming rate and continuing to go down. Mm. And uh, and there's a very simple reason for this. I remember hearing of a survey that uh, uh, that some people did, and they asked John Wimber, the famous uh, American charismatic, uh, they asked him for his advice on church growth. And he said to them, do you do mission? And they say, no. And he said, well, that's why you're not growing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a story of a student oh. who, um, who gets a job cutting down trees and he's given a, a, an electric chainsaw to cut uh, trees down with. And after a whole day, he's exhausted. They ask him how it's going and he says, terrible. I could hardly chop down even one tree. And the chap from the hire shop gets the chainsaw and he presses the big red button marked start and it goes vroom. And the student says, What's that noise?
0: Now, <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> did pointed out the big red button to him. Well, I? the big
1: red button for the church, the thing that Jesus said was, was go and yes. do mission. And as one of the Catholic Church's documents coming out of Vatican II says, uh, and this won't be news to you, but it's nice to know that it's official Catholic teaching, that the church exists to evangelise and if we don't do that well we can't really expect it to flourish but the other side to this is very very human Uh, if you look at churches and how they want to be ask the parishioners how you want it to be we want it to be comfortable in what we're used to Mm. so we'd like it to be the old hymns and we'd Mm. like it to be the old pews and all the rest of it and what we are doing is designing a church in our image which is not suitable for the next generation and not necessarily suitable for people outside the church
0: a lot of this came out at this meeting because my number two was numbers are falling in the city centre. Why? Yes. Why? Well, well yes. There's and our give answer. You've answered that. Yes. And should Christians be moving out of the physical church, e.g., to care homes and to prisons? Well, this is very exciting because we
1: had um, we had Maggie Dodd there, who's our Anna Chaplin, and uh, we had a, 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 an amazing forum about prison service. Um, in the summer Uh, and this was uh, it's clear that there are new opportunities the church in a sense has to be where the people are yes and Jesus said leave the 99 go look after the one but now it's more a question of leave the one and go look out for the 99
0: yeah the numbers are changing Mm -hmm. yes because no it's more comfortable to do what you usually do on a Sunday than to do something different, and and the different might be the right thing.
1: Yes, but if you have a church which is genuinely missionary, it will bring new people in, and there's nothing like somebody to whom faith is new to breathe new life into the church. Make us see afresh what we've been taking for granted.
0: Right. There was also the, the question of refugees. You never know, we might be getting more after all this that's happening. Um, are we getting alongside these refugees?
1: Well, thank thank goodness, there are Christians who are.
0: Right.
1: There, there, as you may know, the Noak Hotel, which is that hotel which is near the yeah. petrol station, near the uh, M25 uh, junction, yes. is. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they're putting. That's where they're putting them. Really. And they're yeah. giving them absolute pittance. And uh, but fortunately, uh, various people, not just Christians, others are are reaching out to them and uh, helping to make them feel welcome and helping to integrate them but this is the beginning and what we need to do i think is network make sure they're connected so anybody who's listening uh, should uh, there are various organizations uh, and i'll put a link up if i can on the church's together website uh, so that if you feel called to get involved and can
0: get involved you you can uh, simple things like learning English. Yes, I have a, f- a fairly close friend, and he and someone else um, run a weekly class. They're mm-hmm. all different nations, actually, this little lot um, of learning English. Mm. Mm. Yes, so that's backing up what you said, indeed. Um, yeah, here's another one. Should churches get more understanding of those who do things differently to us? And it was pointed out, Jesus' disciples weren't clones. Some were raucous and rowdy and some kept their mouths shut and things like that. Um, yes, Thing, do things differently. Because you might think, well, to get the church together, we all have to sing in the right the same way. We all have to go and visit somebody once a week. You know, and things like that. Well, I hope not. Wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> I mean,
1: Jesus said that we're like, uh, uh, you know, the Bible says we're like parts of a body. And what's important for us is that these parts of the body connect. Now, if you're thinking you'd like to help the homeless, does that mean that your church should start up a little group who help the homeless? What might be more useful would be to have a connection with the Salvation Army, who are experts on this. But they need help. They need food. They need clothing. They need volunteers. They need money. They're doing amazing. One G and and gang, they're doing incredible things on tuppence. Mm. So, yes, we need to connect together. Currently, yes, the churches can function individually and well, but the eye and the ear need to be connected if we're going to get the full picture. Uh, And uh, it's very exciting when we start to appreciate what other churches are doing.
0: Mm. I think at one time I seem to remember to know that leaders of churches met together as a group. Are you counted as a leader? I yeah, don't really.
1: counsel, I don't have a piece of white plastic. Going but I mean, would mind.
0: you know if um, leaders are getting together? There are moment?
1: now city churches so. doing well, at getting leaders together. Right. Uh, it also happens in churches, get in Marshallswick and churches in the South of St Albans. Sometimes it's easier to happen with small groups. Yes. Right. Uh, but, uh, and this is absolutely vital. Now, uh, the a lot of this happened at St Paul's in the past, and I hope will happen mm. at St Paul's in the future but it's such a big... Anybody who can have the vision to ask the minister from across the road over for breakfast, it's breakfast they like the most, a good
0: cooked breakfast, oh. uh, is going to do so much good. Yes. Well, and I mean, if we uh, get to know our actual physical neighbours, if they want to be known, that's another thing on the lower level than being a leader of the church, isn't it's it? It's absolutely vital things happened at the lower level. Something which shocked me was there was time... I, I,
1: you may know that there was a schism uh, about a thousand years ago between the Catholics and the Orthodox. And there were moves made over the centuries to heal it up. And they were going to get together. They were going to have real union into communion. The theologians and the bishops and stuff were getting together. What stopped it was the lay people, because the lay people just didn't like the other team. You know, it was like Liverpool and Everton. So
0: we have to build bridges at every level. Yes. And can this happen when some churches believe um, the Holy Spirit manifests a lot in tongues, in healing, in prophecy, etc., and some don't like that at all? There are areas where we have to grow.
1: There are areas where, well, St Paul says in one point, it's great you have divisions because that way you can sort out who's in the right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I think we need to to respect, I mean, some of of the, I went to All Souls Langham Place when I was young when I was being formed terrific church i honestly i learned more in six months with them than i think i've learned at any time in my life which church did you all say Sols, all souls langham place Sols. oh right, right. but yes. they were not at that time charismatic Ooh. they had little fringes of charismatic so i mean some of my favorite people have not been charismatic some of my holiest people have been charismatics mm. uh, but so Nobody seems to have everything quite right. But you'd be amazed at the bridges which are being built. On the one hand, uh, uh, a chap I know, uh, Damien Stain, went over to the States and met up with Kenneth Copeland. Damien Stain is a Catholic. Kenneth Copeland is not. And was astonished. He started off by saying, um, well, there are some things we're going to have to disagree about, like the Eucharist. Yes. And Kenneth Copeland says, in what way? And it turned out that they believed the same about the Eucharist. Now, pardon my ignorance, but I didn't realise that there's a Vatican document that came out five years ago, which says that the church sees sacraments and charisms as equally essential to it. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a bit of a surprise because Catholics like to say things like the Eucharist makes the church, Mm -hmm. which is very true. And the Vatican II uh, pointed out that the Holy Spirit makes the people of God holy through the charisms as well as the sacraments in paragraph
0: 12. Yes. can I just um, um, question you on the word charisms, how some people might not be familiar with that term.
1: Charisms from the word gift uh, meant here and by this church document to mean the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right. That's yes. things like praying in tongues, prophecy,
0: healing, yes. words of knowledge. Thank you, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Um... Yes, can all this lovely getting together and moving on in God's way happen? Um, oh, was suppose we we're just going when some believe the Holy Spirit manifests like this, and some don't. I think you probably half answered that one, haven't you?
1: Well, I think it's. I'd like to just kind of nuance the argue,
0: answer a little bit.
1: I have my own beliefs, and uh, and I think it's a belief of most churches. I think. That the Holy Spirit is for today and hasn't changed in his nature and hasn't changed in what the Church needs. Having said that, a great deal of good is done by people who don't believe that, and mm. Jesus is not mm. a sort of an examiner of charisms who judges us by our use of charisms. Right. He likes to see that we are. Um, uh, there's there's more to life than that. Charisms though are God's idea about what we need. To um, yes. what what we need to grow in love and to do the mission of the church.
0: Yes, and you need to have get out of the stagnation of just the way we've always done it. You know, you need to be lifted up to think others do very well and they do it in a different way. Yeah. Yes, do things in a different way. And I have to say that um,
1: people who do not believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I have found to be amongst the most loving and supportive Christians that I have met, and uh, I meet with Jesus in them. And so, um, there, there, there's, there's so much more. I was going to say there's more than charisms, but <laughs> <laughs> you see what I
0: mean. Yes. <gasps> wow. Well. I've kind of got to a conclusion. Can we actually (laughs) believe God will speak to us in some way and tell us what he wants? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, The question is, are we listening? And even more important, do you really want to hear what God has to say to you? Because sometimes uh, there there was a time when... Here's a question for anybody who's listening. Supposing I said, I've got this prophetic word for you. Mm. And I'm going to give it to you now. And then I said, The Lord says, I've already told you what I want you to do. I just want you to do it. Now, I think that nine out of 10 people listening to this would say, Ah, you got me there. You got me there, right? Very often, and and you know, if you get lost uh, traveling somewhere, quite a good thing to do is go back to the last place where you weren't lost, right? I
0: remember that. I get
1: (laughs) lost. And so, um, so the Lord is speaking to us. Do we write down what he's speaking? Do we value what he's speaking? There was a story about uh, a prayer group who said, Lord, speak to us. Give us a word of prophecy. And the word of prophecy came. And it was, what was the last thing I said to you? Oh. <laughs> and no one could remember. Because oh. they're all very excited about the thrill of God speaking. Yes. Well, but they didn't the,
0: notice it when it happened. And not that
1: bothered about what he wanted ah yes now the lord is saying uh what one i think the biggest single word that came out of that forum the lord is saying listen he's saying especially now and i Mm. what calls to mind there's a there's a scene in that film the battle of britain where the seasoned old squadron leader sees he's got two uh very green recruits asks them how much experience they've got and they've got almost none so he says right you're coming up with me for a flying lesson before it's too late they go up there and as they're up there they see that the battle is already raged and they have to engage these two new recruits so he says to him Mm -hmm. over the tannoy with his Mm -hmm. RAF voice like he says stick to me like glue and i think that is what the lord is saying in the times that are coming he wants his people to stick to him like glue it's so important we're listening to what he's saying because the Lord is a field marshal beyond compare other people have their plans and dastardly plans they are but the Lord's plan is just in a different league but he wants his people to listen out
0: listen thank you so much Peter Berners-Lee let's watch and see what God is doing in our different churches and perhaps be less parochial. thank you so much thank Bye you Asinap.
1: you search my heart you speak of love
0: your arms are always open wide you know my thoughts my every move and still you love to be beside me
1: no way.